Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Weekly. Today is Monday, September 21st. It's week four. I am uh, your host, Will Chambers. To my left, as always, Tyler Walgie. Tyler? Hello. 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 Tyler's in the house. Hello. Producer Smitty. How's it going, guys? Oh, I'm good, brother. Do you guys know what that is when I go, hello? Oh, Seinfeld. Of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. That's when the girl's belly button talks. Of course. La, la, la. Mm-hmm. Does, they, does she say anything but la, la, la and hello? Now, no. if I made you choose between seeing me and doing that voice, what would your answer be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd have to stick with the voice. <laughs> I can't. Course. I can't give that up. Hello. Of course. Tyler always <laughs> bringing it in with some some uh, some levity. I like it. Yes. Um, yeah. All right. It's Monday. Week three is in the books. Today we're going to talk some college football news. Recap uh, some of last week's games. We've got a uh, a little game for you. Some real or fake? We got games. And, of course, our best bets for week four's game, the SEC. We got the SEC this weekend. The SEC is back. And even more important, the Big Ten is back, folks. Yes, the Big Ten is back. The the Pac-12 may be back. Probably back. I feel like you instigated a louder clap for the Big Ten. Uh, well, it's because we know it's back, and it's better. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's because we know the Big Ten is back, and the Pac-12 is going to be back. Uh, it the, better the be. Pac-12, I know. It better be. Last year, if you listened to the show last year, you learned a lot about Tyler and having, uh, like, there's a lot of movies that I love that Tyler's never seen. Yes. One of them is The Sandlot. He refuses to see it. Smitty has seen The Sandlot, of course, and understands that it's awesome. It's a kid's movie at this point. It's a great movie. Anyway, uh, so Smitty will get this joke. So the Pac-12 is like the, uh, you know, the brother who just copies everything that his one brother says? Like, like they're going through the names of Babe Ruth, and he's like, the Colossus of Clout. And his brother just goes, the Colossus of Clout, <laughs> and repeats everything his brother says. Yeah. That's the Pac-12. I know. They just follow whatever the Big Ten is doing. They quit when the Big Ten quit. Now they're coming back. They're like, no, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's come back. The Pac-12 is so embarrassing. And they're spineless. I want to see you to go back to the Big 12. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of the too. Pac-12. I would love to see you. Be- see The Pac-12 see has worse football, uh, worse uh, committee running things. I think that CU is really more at home in the in the Big Twelve. Yeah, well, I mean, Let's whatever. It up. At well, least it's going to be back. Though, did right? you see that? Uh, CU better not start talking poorly because Nebraska was shitting on the Big Ten, saying they would leave the conference if the Big Ten didn't come back. <laughs> and so what does the Big Ten do? They give them Ohio State, and I think their second game is Michigan. They have a very difficult... Ryan, if you want to pull up their yeah. first two games... Yeah, their, their first game is at Ohio State. And the second one's a, a, a difficult game as well. Yeah, they, like they have a tough schedule. But so the Big Ten did that purposely. You think they like, oh, twisted the knife a little yeah, bit? Yeah, for well, sure. Well, honestly, dude. though, they should be thanking Nebraska, by the way, because... Uh, even though you know, I think Ohio State had a huge part in this as well. But Nebraska like started this whole thing of being like, we hate the Big Ten for making making this decision. And the Big Ten can say all they want that the medical data w- uh, changed, and that's why they they made this uh, decision to bring it back. I don't think that. I really think that the public pressure, uh, like I, I think what happened is the Big Ten canceled the season, thinking that everyone else would do the same thing, and then saw this blowback reaction and said oh shit and nebraska was really leading the charge at first at that and so they should be thanking nebraska because now they get to come back they don't look like complete idiots 
and we have Big Ten football, so we I should mean, be happy yeah, with that. I guess they should be, thank you, Nebraska. But it, it, it's good. At least the bottom line is we're playing football, and that's really it. what matters here. It. So I'm yeah, so happy. Excited, I man. thought about like bringing a bottle of champagne for this. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm so happy about it. I'm excited for uh, Ohio State to kick Michigan in the dick by 20 points. I'm yes. actually excited for yes. that. Uh, big matchups week one. We mentioned it. Nebraska at Ohio State, Michigan on the road at Minnesota. As a Michigan fan, I can tell you that's probably a loss right there for Michigan. Minnesota's a good team. Whoa, hey, uh, hey, one thing they're doing with this schedule. Uh, Smitty's got the schedule up, by the way. Sketch. Um, some really big games. Uh, Michigan playing Ohio State for the first time in December ever. But uh, one of the cool things that I think they they're doing here, and I kind of would like to see this going forward. I like to see the other conferences do this as well. So they're doing this end of season seeding like tournament between. So what what's going to happen is obviously the the winner from the East Division and the West Division play in the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State and whoever. And then if you are ranked second in the East and second in the West, then they play each other that that same championship weekend and so on and so forth all the way down the list. So for once, it's going to be cool because we'll actually get a pretty good idea as to, hey, is the Big Ten East really that much better than the, the West as we've always thought? I think that's awesome. And really interesting that we'll see the two seed in each division play each other, the three seed, so on and so forth. Love that idea. Yeah, I think it's really cool. It's, it, it settles a lot of questions, you know, in terms of better for division. Sure. But it's just one year. So what's going to happen is this year, there's going to be wins and losses. And then for the next, like, five years, there's going to be bragging rights based on this one year. Yeah, That's well, remember true. when we played one versus one? And <laughs> <laughs> well, the East is, honestly, I think, if anything, the West should be stoked because the East is always, right. like, the division, and rightfully so. They have Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan, Michigan State, blah, blah, blah. But maybe the you know the West has gotten a lot better in the last couple of years, mm. and so maybe they can actually you know take it take down the East as far as uh, the divisional title. I think that'd be super cool. I, I wish cool. more conferences would do this. Yeah, honestly. for sure. There's super look, cool idea. There's a lot of ideas, and there's a lot of cool ideas springing up from this. And I yeah. think I hope that college football tweaks itself after this season anyway. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, unclear. I mean, look they the way that they have the the games scheduled now is that if they were to play all these games. On schedule, they their last weekend would be the week. It'd be like the day before the selection committee uh, for the playoffs. Okay. And so, assuming it goes off without a hitch, which we don't know yet, we've already seen teams have to uh, delay games or cancel games altogether. If that doesn't happen, hope the Big Ten should be able to finish their season just in time for to hopefully get a team. Hopefully, get a team in the playoff right before the selection committee decides who makes it. You know, we're really looking at basically just Ohio State and maybe Wisconsin or Penn State. I mean, here. so is Pac-12 out of it then? Uh, Probably, yeah. I mean, since cause they're, the they're, they're talking about... Final Four? It, yeah, most likely, because they wouldn't be able to finish their Ooh. season in time. So, uh, but... But they're talking about for the Pac-12, a six-game season. Oh, well, then if that's with the case... a seventh game being the conference championship. So then if they just start within two weeks of when the Big Ten starts, then they could be right on schedule. But then isn't it unfair if, like... USC or Oregon has only played six or seven oh, yeah, games. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think they'll get in, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're probably, um, and you're probably honestly, wouldn't anyway. The Pac-12 would be better off like making it so their season doesn't start in time so they can always be like, well, we could have made someone in. but it's a but, built-in excuse. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so unfortunately for your guys' uh, Colorado Buffaloes, I don't see a playoff uh, a, a playoff entrance National championship. this year. <laughs> That's one. right. He's calling it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the Big Ten is back. Super happy about that. We're about five weeks away from that, I think, a month maybe, 23rd. Um, so that's the best news ever. I, like, I had the best, like, 24-hour 
period in sports. The sports gods shined upon me because what happened is, you know, we're recording this about a week after it happened, but uh, the Nuggets won their game seven against the Clippers. Don't our talk about our the nuggets local right Nuggets. Now. I know. We're heartbroken because of the <laughs> Lakers. We hate the Lakers, but we beat the the Clippers in game seven and came back. And the next morning I wake up and it's the Big Ten is officially back. <laughs> That's I great. like I was I spent all day at work just like the happiest person in the whole world. It was amazing. And then the Nuggets last night. Was, but yeah, uh, the yeah. Lakers. And then he came crashing out. back down. I know this, this isn't weekend. an NBA podcast, but I would <laughs> so, just like to say, for the record, fuck the LA Lakers. Is it? I mean, can I can I give a quick NBA thought? Insertion? Do it. Give it. Yeah. Can I give a quick uh, for those who watch NBA? Now, for those who haven't listened to the show or don't know me or haven't heard me talk about the NBA, I like LeBron. I'm a LeBron guy. You know what He's the na- You know what the narrative would have been last night if Anthony Davis would have missed that shot. Oh, LeBron passing up a game-winning shot again. LeBron. <laughs> yeah. That would have been the narrative. Mm-hmm. Which he did, by the way. <laughs> but it was, they won. They won. No, it was I know. for the betterment of the team. Well, look. I, I but mean, everyone will be shitting on him today. It's true. If, if he misses that, it's LeBron again passing yeah. it up. He's not a closer. It's like... It's, look, he gets all the hate and all the love, and rightfully so for the most part. Um, because that's who he is. So you know, we don't. It's have, all the love. Tyler and I have gone fifteen <laughs> rounds on our like, because I hate LeBron and he loves LeBron. We've gone fifteen rounds on this so many times. Yeah. We don't have to do that again. No, it'll um, be for another. Not show. on air, but yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so I had a good, I had a good <laughs> couple days for sports. Yeah. So happy the Big Ten is back. Um, you're starting to heat up. Your caps are starting to heat up here. Yeah, I'm four and four. Yeah. If you're if you're just listening and not watching on YouTube, I have the message board behind me. I am now four and four against the spread. Uh, I'm feeling good about my picks for this. For Ooh, this weekend's game, I'm we're gonna we get got to. A couple. I think we do have some bet board Lines games for have sure. Completely yeah. moved though. Insane. Just so from last have, night, we may have to negotiate a little bit today. So I sent negotiation. I sent you guys the outline for the show yesterday, which was Sunday. Yeah. And it, we're now recording this Monday, you know, late afternoon, evening. And some of these lines have moved by like three points it's or crazy. more. It's, it's really crazy. It's crazy. But I'm going to stick by my picks and I'm ready for it. So, uh, But another culture ball news before we get to those picks. We yes. are going to get to those later. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, North Carolina, one of the games that I did have as a pick last week, they had to cancel their game versus Charlotte because uh, I believe Charlotte had too many uh, they had too many COVID positives and didn't have enough guys in the roster. You got something, Smitty? Yeah, so they were, it actually was canceled. Um, there was only one positive test this week. However, with the uh, – what, what do they call that? The contact – Tracing? Tra- contact tracing. Yeah. That's why they had to cancel it because they didn't have enough um, offensive linemen. I see. I see. So yeah, Who did? UNC or Charlotte? Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. So, oh, so, so oh, just, just, just to give, give you – so only this week, one positive out of 200 tests um, since – uh, June 10th, they've had over 3,100 um, tests administered and uh, 20 positive cases reported. So that's pretty kinda, good. Kind of seems like a cover your butt situation there, for sure. But however, well, I I think the reason why is with the contact tracing. If it's one offensive lineman who tests positive, of course he's been in meeting rooms with all the other offensive linemen. Like this is what's scary about. And this those stuff. guys breathe heavy. They're getting out <laughs> they, of going. They do breathe heavy. They're probably like all eating out of a trough together. You know, <laughs> uh, very dangerous. The buffet busters. Yeah, but this is like this is what freaks all of us out as college football fans is seeing this and seeing games have to be canceled is that you know we're all going to lose our minds if we have to miss the Auburn Alabama game or the Michigan Ohio State game or whatever any big game if one of these teams does have to cancel or postpone like this is this is should be all 
it should be our biggest fear right now. I mean, it, it should be. However, we talked about this a few weeks ago. If there's one team who probably wasn't that deep for offensive linemen, I'm guessing Charlotte yeah, falls into that no category. Doubt. Yeah, so. and going against North Carolina, they might have said, like, yeah, exactly. let's cut our That's losses. what I was going to say. All right, if this was North right. Carolina... I know, and I wanted they to put just the like, punter out there. I can, I, can I just count that as a win since Charlotte had to forfeit? Yeah, we'll count it as a win. <laughs> I had North Carolina covering, and then so they had a planned bye week for this next week, and they tried. They got on the phones and called everybody and tried to schedule a non-conference game for this week to make up for that, and couldn't get anyone to. Uh, it's to like play little them. league basketball. Seriously, ah, we got to, hey, let's, let's call. I got an open weekend. <laughs> Who can we play? Yeah, exactly. you want to play me? Hey, Troy, what's up? Uh, how you doing? Are you guys free? Uh, that's great. And uh, didn't didn't uh, work out for for the Tar Heels, so they get two weeks off. Before they get back in, before they get into uh, ACC play, you know the K cups were gone. I had to go old school coffee today. Tyler, uh, it's different. Doesn't the same. Doesn't the same. I think it's better. I'm I'm, I'm not a huge K cup guy. I like the K cups. I mean, they're easy. Don't get me wrong. Like they're they're a breeze. Push the button. I'm more like you know what is really the best way is like a French press cup. If you get a a cup of coffee (laughs) and use the French press, old school. That's a little too classy. You know. It's yeah. a little too out of my uh, comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, you you avoid the French stuff, typically <laughs> I speaking. I do. Um, except for the Quebec Nordiques jersey you're oh, wearing right Quebec now. Quebec Nordiques. Th- that's some Fr- French Canada Go type Quebec, stuff right eh? there. Yeah. Colorado Avalanche, yes. repping that Denver stuff. Uh, in other news, this is this is big for us here at Woos Media and us here, uh, all the weeklies out there, the people that listen to our show. Yes. Top 60, baby. All right, so Feedspot. Feedspot is a website that ranks podcasts. And they ranked College Football Weekly as the 60th ranked college football podcast on their list Out of, of, 85, of 85 top total. 85 college football podcasts. Look, do we feel underrated? Yes. Personally, you know, I think there's unseen value in our show. If we were matched up <laughs> against like a top 20 ranked show, definitely take us to cover the spread. Oh, for sure. There's a ton of unseen value. And I think we should be ranked in the top 50, but nevertheless... Hey, if you look at the board, a lot of those shows, most of the shows in the top 50, they've been around for a while. Yeah, they have We're a lot. We're working on exactly. year number two here. That's right. So, so I mean, they've we, got a head start on us. Very honored to make the top 60 ahead of some big shows. There was a Barstool show ranked behind us, by yeah. the way. So, uh, you know, big thank you to the people at Feedspot. Um, by the way, top 60, that would make us a power five. That would. That would make us a power five show. We, we, would not, be in the we tournament. are not group of five. In basketball, we'd be in the tournament. We don't have to claim illegitimate national championships like UCF. Exactly. We'd be in the tournament. Yeah. We're we're not even on the bubble at that point, no, are no, we? We're in. We're, we're like in. a 12 seed. So, yeah. You know what? It, w- this is just our second year, and uh, we're going to hope to climb these this list and continue things going. But yeah. that was cool to see. So thanks to the people at Feedspot. So go, everyone go and check them out. Uh, they have the, this list. We're going to post it on our Twitter account, and you can go see it. It's at blog.feedspot.com. So go go and check those guys out, and big thank you to the guys at Feedspot for uh, you know featuring us on their list. Yeah, good stuff. And, I mean, obviously, if you're watching this show, you like college football, so there will be some other good recommendations on there. But Don't listen as to you any said, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep coming back here. Don't subscribe, subscribe to them. But that, that's what's cool us. about this. I mean, second year, we've already added YouTube. It's growing fast. You yep. know, We have several hundred Twitter followers. Give us a follow on Twitter. At uh, CFB, CFB Weekly, it's the CFB. You know what I've noticed is a lot of people want to go CFW, right? But yeah, it's just like I feel like CFB to college football fans, you just see that and you lock in yeah. on it, and it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I do so it, it, right, it's not a perfect acronym because football is just one word. Is there really a perfect acronym out there? No, there's not. No, definitely not. I'm trying to think of one. I don't want to get too STD. <laughs> well, it's perfect. I, mean. I didn't say it was good, but it is a <laughs> very accurate acronym. It works, you know. I mean, everyone Don't knows. Don't they say like nine you, is a perfect number? If you number. say it, you know what it is. 
Yes, I know what an STD Everyone. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Weekly Boys, we're well familiar. We're, we're well versed. A couple of run-ins in my day. Um, nine's the perfect number. I haven't heard that. I thought I heard it somewhere. I thought it was like three. Like nine is like a like a number of like the Fibonacci number. Oh, the golden ratio. Yeah. I do know that one is the loneliest number. I've heard that song before. One. Perfect number. Is the uh, producer Smitty is Googling number. it. Perfect number, a positive integer that is equal to the sum of its proper divisors. Of course it is. The smallest perfect number is six, which is the sum of one, two, and three. I see. So nine would not be a perfect number. I don't well, know what the hell I'm talking about. can you give me your inter- interpretation of that definition? <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, I would say it's a positive integer that equals the sum of its proper divisors. Div- divisors. <laughs> yes. Hey, we're teaching math out here. This is why we are ranked in the top 60. It's not just college football. You're getting peppered with everything out you here. Could pl- you could play this for your kids. Maybe uh, skip over the STD parts. But uh, if you play it for the kids, they can learn something. They can learn some math. I'm going to set a real spit take. <laughs> I, f- I feel like all three of us could use another run K through 12. Oh, send me. I, I'd be like Billy Madison. Wait, just you guys got all the way through 12? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought that it ended at nine. That's what my mom told me. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, did you guys have any other cultural ball news before we recap the games? Dude, uh, no, I want to get to these picks. Okay, I want right, to get right. some bets on the so bet board. Let's recap some week three games then. Uh, we'll just we'll we'll speed through these for the most part. Clemson Clemson beats the Citadel forty nine to nothing and still doesn't cover the spread. The That's Citadel. pretty epic. Isn't the Citadel from a Superman movie or something like that? The Citadel. It's like the group of that decides everything. Uh, well, Citadel. in Rick and Morty, there's the Citadel. Yes, of Rick's. that's what I'm thinking. Yes. <laughs> that's actually what I'm that's thinking. That's definitely. So what happened is Rick and Morty came out with a show, and then this university was like, "Let's name our stel- ourselves after <laughs> that Rick and Morty show." <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, the sense. Citadel of Ricks. Um, oh, oh geez rick <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. that might be your best impression by Ayo. far i like that uh notre dame they cover the spread and then some they beat Dude, south florida 52 nothing i'm impressed i mean it was south florida but south no they look sharp they look yeah, much sharper than they did against duke we, uh, their first week uh not looking so sharp tyler's interim big 12 team oki state if you the get cowboys the win, that's what matters 16 7 16-7 over Tulsa. Uh, Spencer Sanders did go out on like the <sighs> third drive, I think. Uh, Tyler, okay. what's your? Give me your one to ten nervous level for the Pokes. Oh, zero. Man, Tulsa's a Tulsa's a good program. They got some, uh, you know, some decent players there. They they always have good battles. With Tulsa, Tulsa played them tough last and Oklahoma year State too. Plus, you know what I've been watching on ESPN Plus? It's the new Oklahoma State football show. Oh, if that There's doesn't an get Oklahoma you, State football it's show? It's really cool. I forget what it's called. If you want to look it up, uh, Oklahoma State football show on ESPN+. Plus. It's called but, I'm a Man, I'm 40. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> uh, no, but it's really cool. I mean, if, if that doesn't get you going and get pumped up for some Cowboys football, oh, man. I don't know what does. You man. know what gets really me well done is winning 16-7. <laughs> that gets me going. Hey, if they got the job did done. Did you or did you not say that you saw them as a potential playoff team? Hey, they're one and zero, baby. They're on their way to the playoffs, and also it's called our time. Do we know about Spencer Sanders' injury update? If he's, it was an ankle, I believe that he went I don't out know. with. Um, I, I, Shuba I Hubbard had a really tough game. Basically, what happened is once Sanders went out, uh, one dimensional, Tulsa locked in on on uh, on Shuba Hubbard, and the backup quarterback was playing. They did end up bringing in a third stringer, who's a true freshman, who actually scored some points towards the end there, but. 
Not great, especially when you consider that in the past, I feel like Oklahoma State is just like, it doesn't really matter who their quarterback is. They score points. But that's that kind of freaked me out. Th- that's why I'm not so concerned because Oklahoma State's a team that I feel comfortable throughout the course of the season, even a month. Right. That offense is going to improve. Let's Probably. say they won this game. Let's add 30 points to each side, okay? Let's say they, they won this game 46-37. Yeah, would have been way more fun to watch. Oh, but I would have been a lot more concerned because I then see. you're having to fix the defense, things they're not. I'm not concerned about this offense at all unless there's injuries to worry about. That I think Oklahoma sense. State's going to be just fine. Okay, that's fair enough. Number 11 in the nation, Tulsa, going on up. Let's get in the top 10. Tulsa Come on. did uh, play them tough, and they had some really big... Their corners were really big and physical. They were, like, shutting down Tylen Wallace. Uh, Tulsa actually looked super tough. Tell um, them, man. Yeah. The Golden Hurricanes. In-state rivalry, the Golden Hurricanes. Like if there's one thing that is definitely real, it's a Golden Hurricane in the state of Oklahoma. Well, wouldn't it be, like, <laughs> sand? Make it look so, gold? Like, that, is this, like, what some, like, uh, Oklahoma guy saw a tornado and was like, that's a golden hurricane. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I think, yeah. Maybe that is what it is. Okay. Yes. Uh, Central Florida, 49-21 over Georgia Tech. That was one of my picks. Central they were Florida. favored by just seven and a half. Hey, you talked me into it. Yep, I talked you into it. Uh, and it was, look, that game actually was kind of close. And then Dylan Gabriel just took over. He had four touchdowns, 400 yards. He looked incredible. Uh, you know, the Golden Knights on their quest for another uh, national championship with an asterisk yes. next to it. Uh, Are you going to mention the Raging Cajuns? Yes, they're on. They're on this list, dude. They're nineteenth. Let's the get them out of the way. Okay, okay. I love. Okay, first of all, love the Raging Cajuns. I'm. In fact, Smitty and I were texting about this. We're like becoming Raging Cajun fans. <laughs> I like. I really like them. They complete the comeback, 34-31 over Georgia State. Stay ranked for now. However, just a little caveat to those rankings. Right now, there are no Pac-12 or Big Ten teams included in those rankings. So even though I like them, and, and I'm not trying to like rip on any of the uh, Raging Cajun fans out there, we love the cayenne pepper mascot, all oh. that shit. Where do you land on Cajun food? Love Cajun I food. Do too. Oh, I my gosh. Too. Delicious. A gumbo. Come on. Give me that. But uh, they, they're they not a top 25 team if you're including the Big Ten and the Pac-12, I think. This is silly. But still really good. This is, I mean, this that win over silly, Iowa Will. State was awesome. So yeah. and I guess if they keep it going. But, uh, yeah, they complete the comeback. Um the Miami-Louisville game. This was the one that we all looked forward to the most. Uh, I gave out Louisville as a pick here. I, I, I think you might have agreed with me if I remember correctly. Yep. This immediately, by the time Miami got the ball the second time and scored, I placed a live bet and bet, <laughs> and bet the house He's on Miami edging. and won all my money back. Yeah, because I, I had a parlay that was hinging on Louisville, and like literally Miami gets the ball their second time and scored a touchdown immediately, and I said, this was just like the BYU-Navy game. I go... Oh, Louisville can't stop Miami right now. And so I bet the house live on Miami, which in the live number was still just seven and a half. And so they cover, thankfully. So I, I, I hope everyone else did that. So that was my, my lone loss against the spread. And it really wasn't so much that Louisville's bad. It's really just their defense. And Miami, Miami might be, I mean, they look really good. for the. I, I've, I've never had faith in Miami over the last like five or six years because they're, they're always so undisciplined and their offense is just janky and they can never put it together. Derek King, the transfer from Houston looked amazing. He had three touchdowns. Their running back who, by the way, is one of the best names ever. Cameron Harris. Yes. Just like kill a cam, the rapper. He had 134 yards and a touchdown. Uh, their defense was able to get stops when they needed to, you know, and that's against a really good Louisville offense that has Malik Cunningham, JV and Hawkins who, who had an awesome game. I loved it. This game was super entertaining. They still they still gave up over 300 in the air, three yep. touchdowns through the air. You mean Miami, right? Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about Miami's defense. I mean, I don't think they were that impressive. I think the, the main thing with Miami this year is they can score. In yeah. the past, it's been Miami getting tripped up in the red zone. I mean, right. 
Last year, they couldn't even get to the red zone, right? Yeah, their it, offense is so bad. Exactly. So I think we expected to see that. I don't have any concerns about this offense, and that's what Louisville's going to struggle with this year. Yeah. When Louisville sees offenses that can move the football, they're not going to be doing very well. I but, agree. Yeah. But, uh, no, that was. I think that was you know, Miami's offense showing how good they can be, and I think Miami's going to be in a lot of high-scoring games this year. I For think sure. Louisville's also going to be in a lot of high-scoring games. Definitely, man, which right. will make those games fun. Like, yeah, like, you know, they basically both just belong in the Big 12 with how they're playing. But uh, for Miami to have such – they just struggled so much on offense the last few years that it was actually just kind of fun to watch them. I'm, I'm not even a Miami fan, but it was just kind of fun to see them score points. De'Ara King is just electric. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy watching the rest of their games yeah, this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, Marshall, the Herd, 17-7 upset over Appalachian State, who was ranked. Love that. I picked that one live as well. Uh, Pitt Syracuse, Pitt 21-10. Are you tweeting these live games out or are you just going to show to the show <laughs> no. with 10 live games? I, I no live bet all wins. No, um, you're right. That was a little self-congratulatory. Uh, uh, Pitt beat Syracuse 21-10. Not going to say that I bet that even though I totally did. Um, Tweet these out. Just, just start <laughs> tweeting your live bets out. <laughs> well, look, that one, I don't know why I didn't give that because this one actually wasn't even a live bet. I don't know how I didn't add this to our list last week because the idea Pitt was a 22-point favorite against an in-conference opponent. They should never be laying 22 against anyone on the ACC. Yeah, that's weird. That was the easiest bet of all time. They do win, but only by 11. And then Navy. Navy gets the the Commodores. They were down 24 nothing and came back with 27 straight points and went 27-24. Wow. Incredible for those guys. Navy. Especially after that loss they took to BYU. They needed it, man. Navy bean, Navy bean, meatloaf sandwich. <laughs> Chris Farley. I <laughs> yes, love it. Yes, yes. Um, okay, that's all we got for recaps. We are going to move on. We have a game for you. We played this game uh, over a few different topics last year. It's called Real or Fake. It's a good game. It's a great game. And here's wholesome. how it's going to work. Th Very these wholesome. are for college football names. These are uh, player names, some that are just recruits, some that are on active rosters. And the way it's going to work is I'm going to give you a name. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit Smitty with a couple of these, too. We're going to see how he does. I've got about, I don't know, 10 or 15 names here. And uh, I'm going to ask you if it's real or fake, and we're going to keep score. You know it's hysterical. Have you seen the Key and Peele skit where they're giving the football yes. player names? <laughs> East versus West. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Some of these names are just like that. Yeah. Like you, um, I'm really interested to see uh, how we do here. Let's so, do it. Let's do it. Let's play. All right, Tyler, we're playing real or fake. The first name is Reese Puffenbarger. <laughs> fake. Real. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's 0 for 1. Keep track of these. I, would I would have thought it was Reese's Puff and Garner. I Reese guess that would be Puff a and Barger is a real person. Okay. Reese's Puffs and Garner. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go to you again, and then we'll bounce to Smitty. Uh, this one, Tom Tom Thompson. Fake. Yeah, it's fake. Okay. <laughs> oh, I really <laughs> thought you might bite for that one. Tom Tom. Somewhat, somewhat believable. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Smitty. This coffee is shit, by the way. Oh, man. Poor K-Cup. Uh... Smitty, the name here is Joquavius Marks. Real or fake? That's a key and peel name. It's a real name. Dang it! <laughs> Joquavius Marks is real. Uh, all right, Tyler. Javion Sunday. Fake. Real! <laughs> I've guessed three fakes so far. Uh, okay, uh, Smitty, this one's for you. The name is Mahim Macargo. I don't like this game. <laughs> real. It's real. No, it's <laughs> Mahim not. Mahim is a real player. Look him up. Hold on. Uh, what, what, what is his name? Mahim, M-U-H-E-E-M. -E -E Can I try and spell the last name before you give it? Yes. Is it M-C-M? 
apostrophe C A R G O? No apostrophe, but it's like the lowercase C and then the uppercase C. Mm. Like McCargo. he's Irish, obviously. Me um, <laughs> uh, Okay, this one is for you, Tyler. <laughs> the name is Joe Meeks Durante. Real or fake? fake yes <laughs> you, li- <laughs> right. you like my skills of making up fake names though? yes but you, you have fake to names. Hit, hit two of my good fake ones okay <laughs> tyler this one i'm really interested in. this one this one uh <laughs> this is good okay stephen obama real or fake real fake oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes uh smitty <laughs> the, n- the, name <laughs> the name is makosi todd there's a lot of muck somethings. I don't it's, know. Well, it's spelled M E C O S E. So it could just be Mikos, too. I'm it's not like sure. Real. It is real. Yes. Wow. Uh, Tyler, TJ Tampa. Easy. TJ Tampa. Got a nice ring to it. Sounds like a linebacker to me. I'm going to go fake. Real. Sounds like something you buy weed from. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Tampa. <laughs> That's right. Uh, in Minecraft, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, Can you buy weed Minecraft? No, I'm just saying. Oh. You know, these are all <laughs> these are hypothetical. Is we, that like, like a we task in, you can do? <laughs> we live in Colorado, so <laughs> just before the feds come, like b- knocking down our door. Because if you can, Waldy's going to start playing. Complete <laughs> <laughs> a task. Buy one ounce of marijuana. <laughs> uh, okay, Rivaldo Fairweather. Real or fake? <laughs> fake. Real. <laughs> oh it's my real. God. Well, I we got I got three left. Uh, Smitty, Long John Hip Shooter. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. That's got to be fake. Yes. It's fake. It's Thank fake. you. It's fake. I really just wanted to see if I could get someone to bite on that. I it's very creative, a, though. I very did creative. have a friend in uh, college whose name was Gary Sixkiller. <laughs> Promise you. Born name? Born Sixkiller? name. Serious name. Sixkiller. That sounds like a jail name, <laughs> not a real name. Um, Two more left here. Uh, Tyler, the coldest... To ever do it, Crawford. Real or fake? Fake. That's real. He actually he committed, no! to, he committed to LSU. Look, his name is literally DeColdest Crawford, and his middle name is To Ever Do It. Look him up. He's real. It's I thought that was the easiest one. I DeColdest, thought I had it in the bag. We're bringing it up right here on the screen for those that can watch on on, uh, on YouTube. DeColdest Crawford, Green Oaks, wide receiver, committed to LSU. And his middle name is To Ever Do It. I'm, this Dude, is not a joke. That's It's incredible is what it is. Look at that. Look at how it <laughs> incredible do it. all right last one this one's for smitty uh the name is j max jacobson we're going real it's real j edgar hoover that's right that was a good one nice. i'm really bummed that i didn't get someone to bite on long john those hip were shooter. good though long john <laughs> hip shooter <laughs> sounds like a pirate name or something all right so i have a couple to add on to that okay so i love it yes i knew we were playing the guessing game today yeah so I have real or fake, not names. These are colleges. Oh, and okay. what I want to do is I want each of you guys to guess for each of these. So I want you each to keep your own score. Okay. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in total. So there are eight colleges, and usually we play this game early in the season when you get all these weird Division One matchups, things yeah. like that, because a lot of these are Division One schools, and some of these schools that are under the real category were real but recently within the last like 15 years have changed their names okay so but some were at one point real were at one point real yeah so let me know real or fake the evergreen state geoducks real 
I'm going real as well. We're going two reals. Yes, correct. Evergreen State Geoducks is a real college. The Geoducks. Yeah, that's a good name. Have you ever seen a geoduck? I don't know what a geoduck is. I don't know what a is. geoduck is. I know what a tree shrew is. It's it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> no no. What was last week? A wood frog. Wood, wood frog. And tree shrews. <laughs> wood frogs and their bladder capacity. The, so, the, the, the my my wood frog question didn't get a lot of good uh, reception from people who I heard who watch the show. When I think of geoduck, I just imagine it's a like a duck geoduck. that's like a drone. It's like a robot duck. So it's like a conch shell shell conch oh. shell yeah. yeah easy there i mean we have to put specific ca- captions up with ryan in that one okay huh how about that so that's a geoduck so that's pretty interesting okay well that one's real evergreen state geoduck is know. real second college the sherman college unicorns mm, going fake Ryan? I got to go fake, too. Unicorns, I just don't think. That is a real college. Unicorns. Sherman College Unicorns. I was looking North online today. I might, they got some pretty cool swag. Some Sherman College Unicorn. Uh, I bet. I'd, yeah, like, some, I'd some rock a Sherman. If there's any Sherman College uh, fans out there, send us some swag. We'll rock it on the show. All right. Next college, the Jefferson State Largonauts. Largonauts. Yes. Okay. We're looking at, by the way, some Sherman Pride <laughs> stuff Sherman. right now, and it is sweet. Um... I'm going to go fake. Jefferson, Ryan, the Jefferson State Largonauts. Uh, fake as well. That is indeed fake. Nice, nice. job. I thought I'd get you what guys on. What is a on. Largonaut? Did the you lar- make that up too? I think that's a made-up word. <laughs> I think I made up the word Largonauts. Yeah. Largonauts. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. All right, next, uh, the Scottsdale Community College Artichokes. <laughs> <laughs> Artichokes. Okay, if that's real, that's, that might be the lamest mascot of all time. I'm going to go real. Ryan? I'm going fake on that one, too. That is a real college. Hey! The Scottsdale Community, Co- uh, Community College fighting artichokes. Imagine, like, having Love artichoke dip and artichokes. being, like, they just have that at the stadium, just artichoke dip for everybody. All right. The Delaware Technological University Dustbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Please be real. I'm going to guess fake, but I, I want it to be real. Ryan? I'm fake, too. Yes, it is fake. Ah. No, Dustbusters. I'm four and one. All right. The Elon Fighting Christians. Well, I know <laughs> Elon's a real school, so I have to say yes, but I didn't. I, I, I'm going to say real, but I didn't know that Fighting, fighting Christians. Fighting Christians. Ryan? Yeah, we'll go real. That is real. The Fighting Christians. <laughs> the Fighting Christians. Yes, they are. Elon. All right. All right we've got a couple left here. Uh, where we have two left. we got two left. The Lincoln College Jackhammers. Lincoln College. Mm. Lincoln CO. I'm just going to say real. I'm going to go fake. Real. Will says fake. That is indeed fake. Oh, my gosh. I am on fire. And the last college in the real or fake finale, uh, Florida Technological University Citronauts. <laughs> this sounds like another made-up thing where you just added knots to it, like Largonauts, so I'm going to go fake. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan? Citronauts? I don't think you could think of Citronauts on your own, so I'm going to say real. That is real. Look it up. It's hysterical. So the Florida (laughs) Technological University Citronauts, their mascot is a citrus astronaut. It's oh, like right. an orange with because they uh, like launch, uh, you know, yes, spaceships yes, from there. Yes, they do. So that's now we know where you got Largonauts from. The citru- you, you may have to type in first. Citronauts. <laughs> citronauts. Yeah, we're looking it up here for those watching. 
Uh, just type in Florida Technical University Citronauts. Wow, that's a sweet logo. See, it kind of looks like the one character from the Jetsons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a super cool logo. Once yeah, again, if you cool? go to Florida Tech, send us some swag. I want to rock some <laughs> right? Citronaut stuff exactly. on the show. Is that the one on the Jetsons that always calls them Dum Dum? Yeah, Dum Dum. I don't remember many of the characters' names from the yeah, Jetsons. Classic yeah, show, real. though. Well, that does it for the their son, Elroy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moving on. We are finally here. Tyler's excited for the picks. Moving I am on. too. I have a feeling we're going to get some bad I board hope we do. Here. It's been boring last fact, couple weeks. I know for a fact we're going to get one. Oh. But we're going to see where we get. So Don't put those labels on me. Some big games this weekend. Obviously, SEC. So we got some SEC picks here. And uh, we're going to start with Florida going on the road at Ole Miss. Last night, this line Dirty. was Florida by 13.5. It's now 14.5. Okay, the Lane Kiffin era begins in Oxford. I think Lane Kiffin is a good hire for Ole Miss. I think he's going to recruit well. I love the coaches he brought onto his staff. His offensive coordinator, Jeff Lebby, excuse me, uh, he came from uh, Central Florida, UCF, a team that knows how to score points. His co-defensive coordinators, DJ Durkin, Chris Partridge. Where do I know that name DJ Durkin from? Where did uh, he just get fired from? He got fired from uh, Maryland after that's the, right. the, that's right. you had the player that unfortunately that, passed away during training. Oh, that's right. Good coaching um, really staff. Really sad story. You know, good, good staff but, they put together, though. Yes, you know? and I know he's, DJ he's been this. successful before. Both yeah. he and Chris Partridge, they're guys I'm familiar with from their time on Jim Harbaugh's Michigan staff. So, uh, you know, all the, the controversy aside, I'm excited about the future for the Rebs with that coaching staff there. Yeah. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, however, <laughs> not an ideal matchup for their first game against, I like the Stephen against A. Smith. Florida. However, you could have also pulled the uh, the Lee Corso. Not so not fast. So, <laughs> you know what, should, that would have been even better. College football. Um, Kiffin's an offensive mind, but I'm not sure he has the horses on offense to compete with Florida. Uh, quarterback John Rise Plumley. Uh, he he's going to be the starter this year. He had some flashes last year. But he was inaccurate and relied on his legs too often. And you have a Florida defense that should be top 25 again, as pretty much all Todd Grantham coach defenses are. Um, the Rebels lose a lot of starters from what was an improved defense in 2019. So you add that to Kyle Trask, the Florida quarterback, with an experienced offensive line coming back. I think they score and score often. Um I had it in my notes here that as long as the line stays before 14, I really <laughs> like it. Now it's at 14 and a half. I'm still staying yeah. with the Gators here. By the half point. Yeah, it, or if you can I'm sure you can probably still find it 13 and a half somewhere, but I like that basically up until about 15 um, for the Gators there. Fun fact, by the way, Lane Kiffin against the spread, his first three years at FAU, 10-3 and 1, then 3-8 and 1, oh. and, and then 10-3 and 1. Mm. So what, we're due for a bad year? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll, if it was against anyone other than there Florida and Dan Mullen, who, by the way, is 5-1 and one against the spread as a road favorite in his two years at Florida, if it was against anyone else, I think I'd be all over Ole Miss here, but I like Florida. So, Ryan, if you can click on the yeah, right there on the line of this game, so if you go to Florida yeah, and you click on that 14 and a half. And again, you guys can find this from yourselves going online, pregame.com, and click on Game Center. So you can see so still the consensus right now is moving over towards place. 15. You're probably not going to find 13 and a half or okay. 14. It's going up. So depending okay. on where you're shopping, it's going to be 14 and a half. Well, up. maybe so you tease it or whatever. You yeah, know, good, yeah. good, would be a good By teaser option, point. I think. But I'm st I am still feel confident with Florida even covering uh, 14 and a half or 15 here. Yeah. Now, um, he, he, with me, the main thing is Florida's got to – it's it, it it's a question mark with uh with Florida's defense, but I think that if they put put it together, they'll be able to cover the fourteen and a half here. And really, I like betting on things that are 
predictable. Things that I have a good idea of what's going to happen, and there's too many unpredictable things here. I don't know how good Florida's going to be. I think they're going to be really good this year, but I could easily see them dropping a game like this where the expectations are so high. I don't know one thing about uh, Ole Miss this year, right? Right. New coach. We talked about the staff. I mean, a lot of question marks. So I'm not about to bet on Ole Miss either, even plus the 14 and a half or 15, whatever. So I will reluctantly, softly take Florida here, but I don't love this at all. Okay. It's a stay away mostly from yeah. Tyler there. Uh, next up, speaking of insane live movement, staying in the SEC, Kentucky on the road at Auburn. Last night, this game was Kentucky plus 10 and a half. Obviously, a, t- a ton of money has come in on the Wildcats. It's now down to seven and a half points. Um, you know, look, I'm super excited for this game. The SEC has dumb scheduling practices, so Kentucky hasn't played Auburn since 2015. Um, and I'm all over Kentucky here. I was all over them at 10.5. I took them last night at 10.5, thankfully, but it's now down to 7.5. Still give it to me. Give me all your Kentucky stock. I love Mark Stoops. Uh, the job he's done at Kentucky is nothing short of amazing the last few years. It, look, Kentucky is a hoops school, and the football team was a laughing stock of the SEC for years, and now. They're super frisky. No one is predicting them to win the SEC, but they're they're a tough out every single week. They bring back a ton of starters from last year, eight on the offensive side. And Auburn, on the other hand, lost a ton of talent from last year's team. Uh, just five starters on defense from last year. They had two great defensive linemen go to the NFL. Their success this year may just rest on the shoulders of Bo Nix, the sophomore quarterback who last year had some big moments and big games, but he was a little bit hit or miss as a freshman and they lose four starters on the offensive line. That's huge for me, especially in this first game. Mark Stoops, 3-1 and one against the spread as a home dog the last two years. Uh, I think Kentucky covers, and don't be surprised if they win outright. Yeah, the 7.5 is too much for me. I like Kentucky as well. Um, if this goes under 7, I would lean Auburn. I think that's a okay. very important number in this. 7.5, I'm going to go Kentucky. 7, it's a pass. 6.5, uh, I go Auburn. But look, we, you just talked about the the offensive line, right? And and while Bo Nix is, is, we know what we're getting with him, this is kind of what I just talked about. If there's so many question marks, I don't like getting involved. So that's too big a number for me. It's already come down from 10 points. So again, kind of reluctant there. I don't love this game, but I'll go uh, Kentucky. Okay, fair enough. Next up, uh, we move to the ACC. We got Louisville, the Cardinals, going on the road at Pitt. This number still at two and a half. Uh, it should be. Pitt, Pitt yeah. favored by two and a half at home. The Cardinals burned me last week against Miami. The Hurricanes got whatever they wanted on the Louisville defense, which does worry me. Uh, but the Pitt offense did not look good against Syracuse last week. Kenny Pickett, their Damn quarterback. It. I thought you were going to take Pitt this game. Nope, uh, I am not. Kenny Pickett is not a guy who you expect to light up the scoreboard. The Pitt defense has looked really good so far, but that's against Austin P and Syracuse. So this will <laughs> this will be their first test against an offense we talked about earlier. Super explosive with. Uh, uh, Malik Cunningham, J.B. Hawkins, Tutu Atwell. Those guys are all game changers. Um, I think those guys keep Louisville in this game. The Cardinals defense gets a chance to improve and maybe look good against a, an offense that isn't great in Pitt. And another big thing, Pat Narduzzi is good for every year one game where he shits his pants and looks like an idiot. And uh, look, here's, here's a stat for you. He, in the last five years at Pitt, as a home favorite, Pat Narduzzi, Pat Narduzzi seven thirteen and one against the spread. I'm giving Louisville another shot to uh, to stay on my uh, on, in my love column and take the cards plus two and a half. Consarnet. What? <laughs> Consarnet. Like an old school. 
Aggravate what are you a prospector are you now? Dad Gummit? Is that what you were thinking? <laughs> I it was it's kind of the same thing. I've yeah, never I heard of Count Consarnet. Uh, Consarnet. That's like an old school thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I thought you were gonna take uh, Pitt this game. No way. I thought. See, you're getting sharper because what I thought you were gonna say is <laughs> we bet on Louisville. Louisville looks so bad. How can they do? I'm taking Pitt. That's what I thought you were gonna say. Nope. I thought it's a good handicap. Here's the thing. We just mentioned this with Louisville. Louisville will struggle with teams who can move the ball and keep up with them. I think Louisville has a chance to. To route Pitt. Now I'm not yeah. calling for a route here, but what offense? What Louisville does well, Pitt struggles with. I mean, it's not like Pitt can throw, you know, for 400 yards, which right. that's where Louisville's going to struggle. So unfortunately, I thought we were going to have a bed board game, but I, 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 I think it's good for the listeners that we agree with it, agree pretty strongly. Yep. Plus the two and a half as well. So I think it's it's should stay pretty steady at there. Obviously, if it comes up to three, it's a huge play. Yeah. But two and a half, I like Louisville as well. Yeah, one thing I was thinking about that is like, what's more likely that Pitt scores forty and shuts Louisville out, or that it's the other way around that Louisville, like, which team is more likely to go right. for a ton of points here? It's got to be Louisville. Yeah, right? for sure. And I think Louisville ha- has a bounce back. You know, yep. they're still rated whatever whatever that means in this crazy top twenty five. But I, yeah, they're not going to have a letdown. You know, I, I think they bounce back, get a big win. Uh, give me Louisville plus two and a half. Well, if they burn me again, then I might be more hesitant moving forward. But uh, next up, back to the AC or sorry SEC. We got Mississippi State, the Bulldogs, going on the road at the defending champ- champs, the Louisiana State Tigers. Coach O. Uh, feeling them out. I'm just I'm – just, uh, This line opened, by the way, LSU 19.5. It has now been bet down to 16.5, so a lot of money coming in on Mississippi State. All right, here we go. Yeah, I wonder I, – I think I might know where, where Tyler's going on this one. LSU, they lose a billion guys to the NFL, obviously. No Jamar Chase, who opted out. No more Joe Brady, who is now the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. The expectation is down from what was one of the, uh, one of the best college football teams ever last year, by the way. Mississippi State, they bring in Mike Leach, who you all should know if you're a college football fan. He gets the transfer quarterback, K.J. Costello from Stanford. Tyler is just staring daggers at me, <laughs> trying to figure out where well, I'm going know. with well, this. because Will always does this. Will always pulls the little left turn. That's at the right. End. He'll, he'll, that's give, right. He'll, give, he'll give a lot of good things about a team, and he'll go, but, but I like that team. That's right. Well, Lee Corso, a big influencer <laughs> on me. Uh, he's K.J. Costello expected to start. Nothing official, but uh, it sounds like he's been taking all the first-team reps. And we know that Mike Leach offenses light up scoreboards. They throw it 50 times a game. It's the air raid stuff. But this is a Mississippi State team that has been a run-first offense basically since the invention of the telephone. And even though Costello is a guy who I think Leach will turn into a star, the rest of the team is not set up to be an air raid offense just yet. Leach's teams have never been known for having tough defenses. And while I think he can actually finally get that at the with you know in the SEC with Mississippi State in the next two or three years, I don't see them having a very good defense this year. LSU loses all the talent, but they're still so loaded from all the recruiting that Coach O has done in recent years. And even though they won it all, he can still actually motivate these guys to put a chip on their shoulder from all the doubts people have this year. People are just saying they're going to be, you know, they lose all this, this, all of this talent. How are they going to win? I like LSU here. I liked them laying 19 and a half. Now they're down to to 16 and a half. I like it even more. Give me the Tigers. You click on 16 and a half. Uh, I'll take this if I can get 17. 17. 17 for Mississippi State. I like Mississippi State this game. I think Mississippi State, and we're going to check and see what some consensus Tyler lines are here. influence the number here. I want to negotiate. I want to negotiate. Can you get it 16 anywhere? I don't know. Or is it if, 17? If, yeah, you can. Bookmaker at 17. At one place. <laughs> bookmaker. <laughs> Everything else is 16 and a half at, what, at just Bookmaker. 
Never uh, even heard of them. So, Bookmaker's a pretty good book. Uh, pretty sharp. So, you want, Tyler wants that half point I want to negotiate. I want to negotiate. The worst you can do is a draw if it lands 17. You got, you got a couple options here. Okay. Okay. Station. C, uh, All right. Fine. Yeah. Let's make it 17. I'll take the Tigers LSU uh, minus right. 17. So, we're going Mississippi board, State baby. Bulldogs. Put it on the bet board. I like KJ Costello, and I think he comes out of the gate strong. Here's the thing. KJ Costello is wildly underrated. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback. I'm saying if all of us right now who know quarterbacks in college football pretty well, if we all made a list of how they've done so far and rank them, KJ Costello, where he could be and where his talent level is, is so much further up than where he actually is rated because Stanford has one of the most anemic offenses in the country and he has been handcuffed for his entire college career. I think now that he's paired with Mike Leach, they have enough talent. You mentioned that they are built around a running team. Here's where I think that's a good thing. As long as they have talent at the receiver, their line is stacked. Their line is very, very good. Now, they may have been more of a run-first option in the past. I don't, think that, I don't think it's that much of a correction to where it's going to be that much of a hindrance for Mississippi State. So line, checkmark. Receivers, theoretically, checkmark, because guess what? Their two top receivers are back, and three big-time transfers will be playing, including Tyrell, uh, I think it's Shavers, Shares, something like that. I can't read my handwriting here, unfortunately. Uh, but he's a transfer from Alabama. Okay. Okay. So all of this leads up Mike Leach first game. And if there's one thing I know, Mike Leach early on when there's coaches who aren't used to stopping him, he'll get you, man. He'll it's sneak true. up. No one and does get the you. air raid in the SEC and no one has before. They so haven't that seen is it. True. These players, I think from what I've read on Twitter and in interviews, they're taking in, they're buying into Mike Leach's system. They love this guy. They're buying into the offense. I think they come out of the, the gates very quickly here. And 17 points for a team that I think will be able to get up and down the field. My main question here is, can LSU score the points? Now, obviously, it's a 17-point favorite for a reason, right? right. LSU's a good team. Still We're expecting LSU, them to score. Yeah. yeah, it's still LSU. But I feel like I'm getting a nice cushion here for an offense that will come together. KJ Costello, uh, as I mentioned, underrated quarterback and uh, good receiver core. As long as the line can make those adjustments, give me the bow. I knew you'd take Mississippi State. You're one of the biggest Mike Leach fans in the world. I know. Uh, it's a big So line. you and I are taking it at 17, but for those that are listening, you can, you can get them at 16 and a half if you feel more comfortable there. But we got one on the bat board, so that's good. We got one. Chuck it up. Next up, Texas going on the road to Texas Tech. Uh, the line was Texas minus 18. Now it's minus 16, and this is a mousetrap game. This line is a trap. And my dumb brain will go for the cheese every single time, only for the trap to just fall and snap my neck. Every year, last year, when it seemed like the line was too good to be true, I jumped on it and I get my uh, my heart broken. And this is that that for me. How is Texas only a uh, or sorry, it was sixteen. Now it's eighteen, right? Okay, sorry. How are they only an eighteen favorite, eighteen point favorite here? Texas Tech was four and eight last year, and yes, four of their losses were by three points or less. Uh, they also bring back eight starters on defense, but let me give you a rundown of that defense that they're bringing back eight guys from last year. They gave up 55 to Oklahoma, 35 to Oklahoma State, 33 to Baylor, 34 to Iowa State. Kansas, they gave up 37 points, 33 from TCU, 30 from Kansas State, Texas, 49. So that defense, I don't care that they're bringing back starters. It was bad last year. And we're talking about a Longhorns team that brings back eight starters on offense. Sam Ellinger has a ton of weapons around him and because it's early in the season texas won't be decimated on defense like they were by week five last year i like the new coordinators that uh, on defense and offense that herman brought in everything to me is pointing towards texas blowing out texas tech and yet the line is just 18 points where i would have guessed it would be 20 plus so i'm going to take texas here hesitantly because 
Usually when it seems too good to be true, it burns me, but I'm taking Texas here. Yeah, I think that uh, Texas is similar to Miami in my mind, right? There's too many question marks. It could be a very, very good offense. I think you're certainly higher on Texas than I am. I know you are, but I don't, I don't know if they're going to be... They could be a top five team this year. They could be one of the four best teams. We could be looking at a playoff team, or right. this could be the Texas of the last decade where they're 8-4. and four. Well, in a typical year, they'd be like 8-4 and four and right. underachieving. So I just... Again, I like to bet on things that I really feel confident will happen. I have no confidence that they're going to come out and put all these points on the board. Now, could they? Absolutely. I think 18 is... And it's gone from 14 to 18. So 16 to 18. Sorry. 16 to 18. Yeah. So if I'm taking this line, I'm fading all that money from the professionals that have come in early in the week. So I'm just going to go Texas because too many question marks. I'm not going to put it on the bet board. Let's go hook them. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next game up, Tennessee at South Carolina. Tyler feels very strong about this one. I, I don't have What's too much. What's the line at now so in the Tennessee game? I think it's three and a half, right? What are we looking at in that Tennessee game? Volunteers on the road at South Carolina, I believe, yeah, three and a half three point favorites. Three and a half. Uh, wow. Who you got, Tyler? Here's what, Wait, before you do it, because oh. you, oh. you have a strong oh. cap on this oh. one, yes. and I don't, I'm going to blindly bet the opposite of whatever you do oh. to put it on the board. So go hey. ahead. Give me, give me yours, and then I'll give you my argument afterwards. Hey well, let's see if we can negotiate this thing down to three. If you can <laughs> search for a three, it's out there. I'm going to take Tennessee minus three and a half. Now, this is a multi-layered handicap. First off, let's start with Will Muschamp, who is three and 17 against the spread at home when the total falls in this corridor. Now, let's quickly focus on that topic. Totals in football are important because what you can do with a total is you can classify games in certain categories of how they're expected to play out, right? If you get a college football total that is 84, that's obviously a lot different than a college football total that's 44. So what happens is you see coaches who perform very, very well when the over-unders are high because there's going to be a lot of scoring in the game and vice versa. You see a lot of coaches performing very well when uh, when there's not a lot of scoring, scoring expected. And you get everything in the spectrum, right? Well, Will Muschamp, when there's 40 to 50 points expected, which is an average college football game, right? And, and the line is right around two, three points. They're expecting a game 26-23, right around there, okay? So... In this scenario, Will Muschamp, 3-17 and 17 against the spread, he doesn't get his team to perform when they're, when it's it's expected to be sort of an average, typical college football game. So I know that that may be an overlooked trend, and I usually don't love trends, but I think that's very important when you categorize everything at home. In that corridor, he does not perform well. On the other side, Tennessee, uh, their quarterback, uh, Jarrett uh, Guarantano. Guarantano, yeah. Guarantano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, some of these names, it's like reading a hockey roster. You going to Garantano a victory <laughs> here? No, I think that he's going to come out very quickly. I think this offense is molded to fit him. And I, really, they're bringing back enough talent offensively to where I don't think it's a question mark at all. There is so much to be excited about this year with Tennessee. Tennessee's one of the teams who I think we're going to look back on this line in like a month and be like, how the hell? Were they only three-point favorites? I think that they're going to come out of the gates fast. And on defense, a defense that ranked 23rd overall last year, bringing back a lot of that core in the, in the front seven. I just think that you talk about a team in Tennessee whose the expectations are not where they should be. This is a very good team. Will Muschamp, a lot of question marks with that team and coaching staff. I will take Tennessee. Can we get a three out there? Well, we'll see if Will negotiate down. No, I don't know no, if, no, no, if I'm blindly betting it, it's three and a half. So... If I'm yes, blindly, you can find threes out there. Yeah, there's a just, lot of threes out there. Just to answer there's your a question. a lot of threes out there. I mean, come on. 
The consensus number, according to Vegas Insider, was three and a half. It is. That's all I it would is say. three and a half. It so is a consensus. If you want me to blindly bet against you for your bet board victory, you're going to have to give me. I gave you a half point before. You can give me one this time. But Come on. No. This is not a one-way Giving street, a Tyler. Half point at 17, it's like not even close to a half point worth it at three. We're talking about like a 15% adjustment half in the, point in the odds is a here. half point, sir. A oh, no, it's not. You know? It's like saying $5 is a $5. A win is a win is a win. If you're talking about a candy bar <laughs> being marked up from $2 to $7, that $5 is expensive. If you're talking about a Ferrari where you're marking $5 off, it's not about the quantity. It's about the percentage you're affecting the line, the, the, the Take price. it or leave it, bro. <laughs> this is the deal I'm offering. It's either that or I won't, but I, it's not going on the bet board. How confident do you feel in your handicap here? <laughs> Tyler's a professional gambler. <laughs> this half point is killing him right now. I know. To me, it's 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 well, Trump change. Did, did you know that in college football, spreads of three land on three all the time in between yeah. ten and fifteen percent of the time? Dude, that's crazy. So you're telling me they don't land on three in between eighty five and ninety percent of the time? That's so. not the logic we want to approach with here. I promise you. <laughs> uh, this is the squarest thing I've ever done. But you know what? For the content. There the we go. We'll, we'll put board, it on the baby. bed board. Yeah. Give me three and a Tyler's half. Tyler's not putting his mortgage on the half point. We'll <laughs> no. say that at least. Uh, oh, God. That, that my, makes me so My counter will be that even though Tennessee turned it on really well last year, uh, late, they struggled early. I think we could see something similar. Last year, they lost to BYU and I think Georgia State. Someone really bad early on. Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt was in the hot seat. They did turn it on. I am excited. Look, I, the Vols are actually a team I, I tend to pull for because I want to see them do well again. Uh, I want to see a game at uh, at their stadium there. It's one of the biggest in college football. But uh, I'm going with uh, the Cox this I, time. I have, I have a prediction. I have a prediction. Yeah. I think Will's going to come in next week and say, all right, no more blind bets. I'm not, <laughs> I lost on the bet board. No more blindly betting. We're I have a see. feeling that's going to be see. Maybe I'm feeling good about the Gamecocks <laughs> here. Uh, last but not least... The ACC, Florida State going on the road to Miami. Miami an 11-point favorite here. I went here. back and forth with this one, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. did. Look, Miami, after seeing, maybe it's an overreaction from just the Louisville game. I think Miami could be the second-best team in the ACC. I, th I would love to see how they would match up with Notre Dame right now. I just love their explosiveness on offense. Uh, you know, with now with Mike, there was news uh, that came out yesterday. Mike Norvell, head coach of Florida State, tested positive for COVID, so he has to quarantine. He's he is away from the team. He's not going to be able to coach this weekend's game. And we saw how Florida State looked against Georgia Tech. By the way, Georgia Tech got blown out by Central Florida. I don't think Georgia Tech is a very good uh, football team here. Florida State's offense looked awful with their head coach, who is the offensive guy. He's the guy that came over from Memphis and knows how to score points. And now you put them up against Miami. I don't know how they're. I, I know that Florida State's defense is pretty talented, and they did look good against Georgia Tech. But I just don't know how you're going to be able to keep Miami off the board here enough and be able to keep up on offense. So I'm willing to I'm willing to lay the 11 points here with the Hurricanes. I'm taking Miami. Yeah, I reluctantly took Miami too. I mean, I like I, I lean Florida State because it's a rivalry game, and I just sort of naturally thought it would be close. But like you mentioned, the head coach is leaving. That's a huge part of the handicap, yeah, right, Mike, Mike Norvell. Um, yeah, I think Miami has a chance to blow them out here. Now, again, I'm, this is not a strong pick for me for sure because of the rivalry, the familiarity between these two teams, but I will take Miami – or uh, uh, Florida uh, – Miami, Miami, yeah. good yeah, God. Yeah, minus 11. He hasn't had – he doesn't have his K-cup coffee, folks. Okay. I don't – no, it's, I need my K-cup. The drip cup. coffee just doesn't, doesn't uh, hit the same, you know? I'm reluctantly taking Miami. Okay. Miami. Well, I am taking them not – reluctantly yeah, at all I know I know and uh, I just can't put it on the bet board 
Can't do it. Can't okay. do it. Won't do it. Okay. Well, Can't we do, do have. It. We got our two bet board games. Won't do it. So I'm excited to see how those turn out. Hopefully, I can. Um, which, uh, I'm down one nothing. Which to start. head coach is that? Am I, who, who am I doing the impression of? Cannot do it. Oh, you're doing Herm. Can't win with it. Herm. Is that Herm? That's, that's Herm. Cannot do it. Sun Devils. Yes, that's us. All right. Yep. Uh, that's it. Thanks for the. Sh- th- thanks for listening this week, guys. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. Help us out at CFB Weekly. My Twitter is at Will Chambers CFB. Tyler, your Twitter? At Tyler Wolge. Producer Smitty, your Twitter? At Woo's Producer. Woo's Producer. He knows his Twitter, folks. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week.